Hey guys, it's John Wheeler and welcome to the podcast. Yahoo! Today we have really the best podcast we've ever had in the world. Oh my gosh. Guest starring me, John Wheeler, as your 595 social podcast host with absolutely nobody on except me and about three people listening. No, I'm kidding. We've got about 14 people listening now. Hey, listen, today is actually going to be a great podcast because we're doing a triple threat. That's right. That's right. You heard it. A triple threat. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, what is a triple threat? Well, I'm going to tell you. Today, we're going to talk about um, the triple threat on our podcast. We're going to double that up with our blog, and then we're going to triple it up with a live real deal workshop. And when I say live real deal workshop, I mean, this workshop's going to be amazing. It'll be all video. You're going to watch me create right in front of you. It's going to be absolutely crazy. You're going to love it. So make sure that you, uh, you know, check your email for that. You'll get it on your email. You know, you will and sign up for it. It's 100% free. I got a funny message the other day. There's a guy, we had a free workshop before, but to be honest with you, it was kind of crap. It was uh, recycled stuff. And I, I don't like doing recycled stuff like that. And uh, anyways, we're going to change that out. I think it was kind of an error, to be honest with you, because it talked about some YouTube strategies and all it really did is link back to the webinar that we did. And I think most of you have seen it. That's sort of where you opted in to start with. So this workshop's going to be killer, killer workshop. So the triple threat, you're going to hear this topic. And I'm not going to tell you what it is quite yet, but this topic's going to be on today's podcast. This topic's going to be on today's blog. And this topic's going to be on this week's workshop. So make sure you stay tuned. Now, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about how to make money online. It doesn't matter if you have an existing business. doesn't matter if you're starting your business. I'm going to tell you how to make money online. And you're probably going, oh, is this true? Is this true? Don't you charge thousands of dollars for this in your courses? And yes, it is true. We do charge thousands of dollars. But guys, you got to remember something. 595 Mentor is not our bread and butter, okay? We make our money from an agency. An agency called Max 137 that creates digital content that does Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, TikTok ads. Heck, we even do hard ads. You know that old-fashioned stuff, like the flyers, TV commercials? Yeah, we even do those too. So I was sitting around this week, yesterday, I don't even know, what a day is today? Today's Monday. I was sitting around sometime last week, this week. Man, time flies so fast. I don't know what it was. It's up since, I've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's 9 o'clock now, so my brain's a fog. Anyways, I was sitting there at Max 137 and we were doing some creations and I just felt like talking about how to make money online for existing businesses and for new businesses. And it's really important. I don't give a crap if we're giving away for free right now. I mean, maybe the people who bought the course isn't going, aren't going to like it. But listen, let's face it. Those courses are eight weeks long, 10 weeks long. Yeah, some of them are two weeks long, but these are huge intensive courses where you're meeting with me where you're doing assignments and you're doing homework. So all this is a podcast. Sit back and relax and enjoy. And if you have some questions, you know, fire them off to me via email. John and Max, no, that's my, yeah, that's my social, that's my agency's social media marketing agency. Fire it off at john at 595mentor.com. I'll get back to you. Or you can even text me. Whatever you want. 
It does not matter. I will get back to you. But the reason I want to talk about it is because it's what we do every day. We have fun doing it. We have really a foolproof method of doing it. And people are always asking me over and over again, uh, how, do, how do you make money online? These are like the guys in the courses and stuff, right? You're always, how do you make money? How do you make money? Okay, guys, well, it's, it's not that easy. Like, how do you make money? I've been doing it for 25 years. I can tell you, but it's more complicated. So let's get into it today. Let's, let's talk about it. And it's really three principles that you've got to focus on. There's three elements. And the first element is going to be your product. The second element, should I tell you or should I wait? Should I just go one at a time or should I tell you all three? Okay, I'm going to tell you all three. So the first element is uh, the product. The second element is the funnel. And the third element is going to be the ads. So between the product, the funnel, and the ads, if you do them right, then holy cow, you can have tremendous success. But let's be honest, if you screw it up, you're done. And that's if you screw up any part of it, right? You screw up any part of the product, if you screw up any part of the funnel, and there's a bunch of steps in the funnel we're going we're to talk about. And of course, if you screw up the ads. Now, the reality is I could probably talk, oh my God, for days on each, on each one of these uh, elements, but we're going to go through it. The blog's going to be a little, more, little bit more of a summary. And then, like I said, the workshop's going to be good. I don't know how long that workshop's going to be. Like, I, I think this podcast is probably going to be well over an hour. So I'm thinking the podcast is probably going to be, I mean, sorry, the workshops, if the, if the podcast is going to be an hour minimum, I got to figure that workshop's going to be three hours probably. So honestly, guys, sign up for it. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. You're going to like it. All right, let's talk. I mean, get yourself a drink or something, sit back or don't know what you're doing, but sit back and relax. I'm going to take a sip of water, sip of water refreshing water and we're going to talk about it so here we go product i think this is really where we start all the time and it's without a doubt one of the most important important things to understand people don't understand they're constantly coming to me and saying yeah i have this whatever product how do i market it how do i advertise it how do i do google ads uh, this is not the way you look at it this this is not the way you look at it at all First of all, let's just start with what makes a good product. I think the most important thing is the product has to have a demand. You can't introduce a garbage product because no matter how good your product is, or I should say, no matter how bad your product is, great ads and a great funnel will not save a bad product. Okay, it just won't. Now, certainly over time, there's been a lot of products that you would consider bad. When I was growing up, there was the Pet Rock would ever think somebody would make millions of dollars selling rocks, right? My kids are always, more so when they're growing up, are always coming up with something like a fidget spinner uh, and all these, these crazy things. Oh, what was that stuff called? It looks like, kind of like Play-Doh, uh, like goopy Play-Doh stuff. Oh my gosh, my daughter used to have like 40, 50 bottles. There's always something new that's coming along as a fad. Now, I don't consider that a good product because... Yes, you can make money, and yes, you can make funny, money fast, but there's no long-term sustainability on it. So your product has to serve a market's needs, not just temporarily, but really in a long-term play. 
when I had the fitness clubs, we used to say that there's a 10-year life cycle in the fitness world. And after 10 years, something new comes along, whether it's yoga or Pilates or weightlifting or cardio or treadmills, Stairmasters, Nautilus equipment, pre-core, life fitness, whatever it is, something new comes along and, and replaces it every 10 years. So 10 years is a good life cycle. There's no problem with that. Even five years is an okay life cycle if you are prepared to look down the road and create a strategic plan and know that in five years you're going to have to change your product or modify your product. Okay. That's what we've been doing here at 595 Mentor. Remember, we started as a single YouTube course, just teaching how to do YouTube ads. And now we have 30 courses. We're in the middle of getting accredited to be like an accredited school. We have courses on how to do webinars, how to um, do podcasts. We've got courses on how to close sales closing, how to make funnels, time management, right? So we've got all these huge list of courses. We have business courses. We have mentor courses. We have mastermind courses. So we've got all these courses because we've changed over the years. Even our YouTube courses changed, been modified, been expanded, been improved. And that's as a result of, you know, market needs. So you want to have a product that is going to address the market. Does it make any sense at all if you come to me and say, okay, I got this great idea. I am going to start doing DVDs. Yeah, I want to put movies on DVDs and people can rent these DVDs. I want to be like the next blockbuster. Yeah, pal, that's not going to work, right? I want to be the next blockbuster. I want to do video cassette tapes. You guys even remember what video cassette tapes are? You got to be pretty old to remember that. I think half the people out there have no clue what I'm talking about when I say video cassette recorders. So you you have to service the market's the market's needs, right? What does the market want? And and then the second part is, are you going to have a niche product? Well, let me back up actually. Because people will come to me and say, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Hey, do you think this is a good idea? I don't know if it's a good idea. You got to decide that for yourself, right? You got to decide that for yourself. What I would do is I would ask people, ask your friends and ask your family if they would buy it. Now, don't tell them it's your product. Don't tell them that it's something you're going to do or your business. Just let them blindly hear what you have, what you have to say or what you have to offer. You know, example, I'm going to go up to my wife and I'm going to say, hey, Babe, I'm thinking of buying this uh, re rechargeable batteries. See, it's really cool. I don't, I don't have to go buy AA batteries because I'm buying them like every single freaking two weeks. So what do you think if I made these rechargeable batteries and then it came with a charger and people could just buy like one set of batteries? Just come to them with an idea. Come to, come to them with an idea. Don't present it as I'm doing it. Just say I, I can buy it or I can take it over or I can sell it and just see what they say. If you tell them it's your idea, your baby, you know, then they're going to be a little more apt to be gentle with you and maybe lie to you even, right? But product, product selection is crucial, really is. And then the second part of that is once you have your product picked out and you think it's good, you think it's going to serve a market need, are you going to do a niche product or are you going to do a broad market product? Now, what's the difference between niche and broad market? Well, let's start with broad market first. Broad market products are things that appeal to the masses, things that appeal to millions and millions of people. Weight loss, just general weight loss is a broad market. There's millions and millions of people that want to lose weight. There always was, 
there always is, and there always will be. But broad market, but broad market is often the most difficult one to do because it has so many people in that, in that realm, right? There's millions and millions of other people, maybe not millions, but there's like a million other people also selling fitness products. And so you've got this huge competitive circle and you've got to get in there and you've got to sort of do what's called predatory marketing. And the predatory marketing is often done by creating a spin on something, right? So a diet is a diet, but how many millions of diets have you heard? You've got the Atkins diet and you've got the keto diet and you've got the carnivore diet and you've got the vegan diet. So you can come in with weight loss and put a different spin on it and still be broad. Or you can also go very niche and you can talk about, um, now, this is actually a bad example, but it's very specific. You're going to have a weight loss for pregnant people. Okay, no, let's, let's make it a good example. Not pregnant people, post, po, po, post, postpartum, right? So how to lose weight after having a baby. How to lose weight safely after having a baby. Now, that is extremely niche because you're targeting women. You're targeting people who just had babies. And when I say just had babies, I mean just had babies. And you're targeting a very specific age group, which pretty much is going to be sort of like a 25 to 38. So that's about as niche as you can get. And in the niche markets, you often find much less competition because people are out there uh, doing, doing things broad. Now, there's advantages to both. There's negatives to both. We'll talk about that more in the workshop, but one of them is pricing because if you're going to go into a niche market, you're going to have to have very high prices. And the more niche you get, the more specific you get is the higher your price has to be because you can't sell that many uh, units of your product. On a broad market, you can have much, 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 much lower, lower prices because you can sell to potentially tens of millions of people. I mean, your target group, will literally be hundreds of millions of people. And then the people who actually buy will be tens of millions or a million people. So you can have a price point that's very low, very low in, com in, in comparison to the niche. Now, the flip side of that is your advertising costs. On niche, niche products and a niche market, you find that your pricing, your advertising dollar is going to be quite, quite low because you're not targeting to a bunch of people. You don't have to spend as much money. But when you're doing advertising to the masses, you got to spend a lot of money to hit that very, very general population. Okay. So essentially that's product. So the first element in making money online, and I want to repeat myself, this does not matter if you have no business and you want to start it, or you have a current business, because what I'm telling you will make you money either way. If you don't have a business, it'll make you money. And if you have a business, it'll make you more money. Oh, listen up. Okay. Listen up. All right. Number two, the second element is going to be the funnel. Now I think sometimes there's misunderstanding on the funnel because people are asking me, well, is the ad the funnel? Is the email the funnel? Like where does the funnel start and where does the funnel end? And the answer to that is who cares? It does, doesn't matter. Put the ad in, put the emails in. I don't care. Put the phone calls in. Who, who really gives a crap? The funnel, a sales funnel is simply moving the people along from point A to B. 
And the most important part of the element is, of course, capturing a lead, a landing page, capturing a lead, and a sales page. Okay. Now, whether you want to include the sale and the upsell and the downsell, and then look at the misses and the email follow up, and the, it doesn't really matter. Today, we're going to talk about the basic core of the funnel, and that's really the ad to start with. Now, you can go organically. We're going to call that the first part of the funnel. This is obtaining the leads. This is a very, very top of the funnel. How are we going to generate traffic? How are we going to see, feel, hear our market? Really important because here's where you can analyze if your product is good or bad. And as we get deeper into the funnel, we can realize that the anything that happens after that, right? The opt-in page, the conversion, the sales, the upsells, the downsells, that often has more to do with your funnel than the beginning part. The beginning part will often have to do with your product. So when you run an ad or when you work that organic traffic, you're going to get people that have some interest in your product. So that's your first stage of the funnels is really them coming into the funnel. I also call it a sales cycle, right? Because you're going through a process, going through a process from A to B. So people come into the funnel. What is the very first thing that happens? And this is where I see mistake after mistake after mistake people. We never try and sell somebody when they hit the page. I don't care if you're in e-commerce. I don't care if you're selling an Amazon. Well, yes, I do care in Amazon because there's only one way to buy an Amazon, but I don't care if you are selling through Facebook or Google ads. I don't care what you're selling. You need a funnel. And to me, a funnel is much more important than websites. We get big corporations will come in and they will uh, ask us to make websites for them. Spend five, ten thousand dollars. We'll do crazy websites for them. Crazy good e-com, uh, you know, chatbots, AI. Sometimes the whole thing look great, video, whatever it may be. But they know, and if they don't know, we teach them. They know that the reality is, it's the funnel that really gets them the sales and gets them the leads. You may need a, depending on what your business is, you may need a website for brand identity or more information uh, contact information, things like that, or just more information about the company. But as far as actually getting the leads and, you know, moving them through to the sale, that is very, very, very 100% funnel dependent. And there is no such thing as just one funnel, because if you have multiple products, you may have multiple funnels. Okay. Some companies have 30, 40 funnels. We have a lot of funnels because we've got a lot of products, 30 products. We have at least 30 funnels, at least 30 funnels. And then sometimes you have funnels just to book calls or just to get our workshop. Every funnel is different because it has a different objective. So for your product, you get the leads coming in. It's just think of it like a cup and this is the top of the cup or a funnel, which is why they call it a funnel. I'm sure you've seen those diagrams in the workshop. It's a lot easier to see. I'm going to draw this out for you or show some graphics, but you come into the top of the funnel through organic. That's just, you know, some Facebook posts, some Instagram posts. Facebook groups, um, you can, you can, if you're doing affiliate marketing, some posts, maybe on ClickBank or JVZoo, or you advertise Google, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it is, you come into the funnel and boom, what's the first thing you're going to hit? You're going to hit the landing page. Okay. Your landing page is going to be the first thing that you hit as part of your funnel. Now, what is a landing page? The landing page is going to entice the person 
entice them to give their information up, their name, their email, and their phone number. Why do we want to do that? Well, we need the leads. Once we have the name, once we have the email, once we have the phone number, then we are able to follow up because, you know, listen, nobody's getting 100% closing rates on their sales. On some e-com stores, you're only getting 1% to 2% closing rate. Gee, 2% is good. You get 4%, you're a rock star. So what happens to the other 96%? Or in most cases, the other 98 or 99%. But if we have their email, we have their details, then we can follow up with them. With us, we probably get 20 to 30% of our sales off the back end. That means after the people's op, the person has opted in, after they've watched the webinar, well, they don't book all the time, right? And even if they book, they may not sign up. So the funnel, we now have their name, email, phone number, and we can follow up and get leads, get sales as part of an email sequence. But the thing is, people are not going to give you their email or their name or their phone number if you're not going to give them something that's of value. So if you're selling a coaching service, you better have something enticing. And so the landing page always has the strongest copy. And what is it? What do I mean by copy? Copy is what's what the written word is, what they're seeing, what's a great headline. You know, make $50,000 in the next 30 days guaranteed, or I'll give you your money back. That's pretty enticing, right? That's pretty enticing. How can you refuse that? This guy's telling you, I'm going to, this guy's going to show me how to make $50,000 in 30 days or give me my money back. I want to know about that. I want to know what the cost is. I want to know what he's talking about. It's a good hook. It's a good enticement. And many times what we see on these landing pages is such generic babble, such generic BS, that why would anybody ever, ever give you your name, email, and phone number? They wouldn't. You know, people do learn how to make money. Oh, okay. What, what does that mean, learn how to make money? Learn how to make money doing what? How much money do I make? How long does it take? So you're going to find a lot of those landing pages really are terrible, like just really terrible. And that, my friends, is why I say to you, it doesn't matter if you're starting new or if you have an existing business, because if you have an existing business, check your conversion rates and see where they're at. And we'll talk about this again in the workshop. You can tell if your landing page is bad by how many people are converting. If nobody's converting, you either have a very bad product or you have a very bad headline. And usually it's a bad headline. Now, the next stage of the funnel is the opt-in page. And I don't really care what anybody says. I'm telling you that opt-in page has got to be the simplest, most basic form in the world. You cannot have a bunch of stuff up there. You can't have a chat box in the bottom right. You can't have pop-ups. I mean, you could have an exit pop-up if you want, but not a pop-up. You can't have anything to distract them. I don't like video. I don't like anything. Just show them the box, right? So the opt-in page is going to tell them what they get. They're going to click a button. They're going to go to an opt-in page. The opt-in page is then going to get their name, email, and phone number. Don't clutter it. Make it simple. And my, by the way, that also goes for the first page being the landing page. Don't clutter with a bunch of stuff because your goal is to get them to opt in. And so if you have a chat bot at the bottom and then they go and they click on the chat bot and they ask you a question, oh, can, how much is it? Can you, man, you're not getting their name and email. 
And of course you could have your chatbot set up so it captures name and email, but then you're just going down a rabbit hole. You're, you're moving completely away from getting people to go through your funnel. And I've seen all sorts of crazy stuff like this. So simple landing page, it gets them to the opt-in and an opt-in that gets them to put their name, their email, and their phone number. And remember, we are talking about a very, very good offer. So you have to give them value, whether it's a workshop or a sample or a discount. And that's a whole nother topic we're going we're to discuss one day. And that's about wants versus needs, pain versus pleasure. Why people buy. People don't buy because they need something. People buy because they want something. But man, that's a whole nother topic. And we have a, a wicked sales closing course that talks about that. Probably the biggest reason people don't close sales and don't know how to get sales is because they don't understand that. Okay. So now we got the opt-in. Now we lead to a sales page. Now there's a ton of different sales pages, ton of different sales pages. It just depends on what you're selling. You can have a long form sales page. I'm sure you've seen those usually a video, but not always. And it's just text upon text upon. You just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling all the way down to the bottom of the page and literally halfway through it, you're going, who the hell's reading all this? Which actually is true because who the hell's reading all this are the people who buy. And that's sort of the idea of the long form sales page because people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. You have a limited time to be able to capture that. You're not meeting somebody in person. So the long form sales page is giving you a lot of information. If it's done right, it's very good copy, getting pain, pleasure points again. But in any case, uh, the long form sales page will then capture the sale. If it's done right, if it's done well, it'll capture the sale. Now you can do that for low ticket prices. I don't love the long form. If you're going to do a long form, I don't like the ones that are 40 pages long. Uh, we were looking at one the other day. It was probably the best written long form I've ever seen. The copy was excellent. It was so good. Even I almost wanted to buy it. It started sucking me in. It started making me think that I had to have it. It was really, really good. But there's one thing I didn't love. Oh my God. I think it was literally 100 pages long. You just scrolled forever, but it was really good. And the offer was really good. It was actually really, really well done. Now, the other type of sales page is a short form sales page or otherwise known as a video sales page. The video sales page is generally used when you have a big ticket item. And the goal on the video sales page is not to get the person to buy, but rather to get them to book a call. Okay. Now, even within that, you can have a very long video sales page, like a webinar. You've seen those before whether like a one hour webinar, or you can have a short form one. The longer one will probably be a ticket price of 900, maybe 499 or higher. We have about 499 and higher. And then when you switch over to the sales page, a short form sales page, I'd say generally about 2000 bucks, because for the most part, somebody's not going to give you a credit card for $5,000 unless they've talked to you. And so that's the goal of the short form. 
Now to get them to call, you also have to give them something of value. So that's why with us, when you book a call with me, I legitimately, I don't try and sell you anything. I legitimately will tell you how to strategize and how to create money, leads, traffic to your website or for your business. I'll look at what you're doing now. I'll look at what your goals are. I'll tell you what you're doing right. I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. Remember, I do this every single day at the agency for clients that are $100 million, $200 million, and even billion-dollar clients sometimes. So for me to tell you is a piece of cake. It's like if something's wrong with your car, you don't bring it to your lawyer, right? You want to bring it to a specialist. If you pull your back out, you don't call your plumber. That's pretty funny, eh? Is anybody actually laughing right now? Because I find that quite amusing. Can you imagine that? You pull your back out and you like pick up the phone, call your plumber. So oh, my back's killing me. Can you do anything for me? The plumber's like, ah, oh, I can fix your pipes. And so that's the same thing with, with us. If you have a problem in sales, if you have a problem in setting up your funnel, if you have a problem setting up, if you have a problem closing, if you have a problem doing your webinar, like we, ain't, we have to answer all those questions because what we do, we are the experts. So the three types that we're talking about today on the sales funnel, uh, sorry, on the, uh, the sales page is the very long, long, long written, oh God, the so long written uh, sales page. And then the video pages, on the video pages, we break down to a shorter one that is set up simply to book a call. You've got to have a calendar on there. You've got to have a link on there where they can click. You've got to have a pretty good video, you know, and that video has got to be giving them something again, because just like the opt-in, if you're going to ask them to do something, you have to give them something, right? There's to be that sense of obligation. And so when you're doing it, you want to give them free training. You're doing weight loss or something. You want to show them some exercises. You want to show them some of your diet plans. You don't want to give them everything, but you want to give them enough. So they, well, hmm, I want to know more about this. Let me, let me call this guy. And then the long forms, the long form video, long, long form video sales page, you don't want the call. You want them to buy. And like the long form text, right? The long form pages that doesn't have the video in this particular case, you want them to know you like you and trust you. And that's why you want this thing to be like 40 minutes, one hour long. I've seen it as long as three hours, three hours is long, but man, you can imagine if you're watching somebody for three hours, you're getting a pretty good idea of who they are, right? You're getting a pretty good idea of whether you like the product. So really, it's, it's not really too long. And on that page, you probably want to have some testimonials. You want to probably have some more information about your product. And of course, you want to have a special, a limited time only special. And if you buy right now as a result of being on my webinar, I'm going to give you a discount. Nice, big, fat, juicy discount. Okay, so after the sales pages, you then move over to a thank you page. And I think that doesn't mean it, it doesn't matter if you booked a call. And yeah, actually, let, let's take this two ways. The thank you page, if you booked a call, and on that thank you page, you want to tell them to check their email. A lot of email goes to spam today. Even with us, we have curated our emails, we have tested our emails, we've run emails through spam checkers. But nevertheless, they still sometimes end up in the Gmail promotions or end up in somebody's spam box. So you want to get them to thank you page, make sure they check their email. And, um, you, cause you want to really follow up with them later. Okay. So that's one. 
So that funnel is sort of over, right? Unless you want to count the emails. That's email sequencing is a whole different story. I mean, we can take a podcast and that, do a workshop and that, because I'll tell you, I could talk probably for hours and that. And again, 30% of our business is probably from those email sequences on the back end. And now we start doing voicemail drops too, which are just like, oh my God, the success rate on those voicemail drops are great. But if they buy something on your webinar, oh, the long form, right? The long form, they buy something on there. Then you take them through a series of upsells and downsells. So let's say you buy a cup. I don't know. I'm just looking at a cup right now. So let's say you buy a cup. You buy the cup. The cup's $99 or $999, let's say. Yeah, that's it. It's a $1,000 cup. So you buy it and then you get to the next page. It says, wait, did you want to buy some water with that cup? Oh, what a great idea. I could put water in my cup. And that water I usually sell for $49. No, let's do $499 because it's expensive water. So that water I usually sell for $499, but today I'm going to give it to you for $299 if you buy it right now. And I go, yeah, yeah, I really want that water with my cup. So I click it. There's my upsell. There's my upsell. Now, if I click no, where do I go? I go to a downsell. Oh, you didn't want that water for $4.99? Okay, no problem. How about I'll give you a cup holder for your car? And that's only $99. Oh, yeah, okay, I want that. So you click that. Even You can even double upsell. So if you buy the water for $499, buy the cup for $999, you buy the water for $499, and then you get another upsell right after that. It says, hey, do you want two waters? Because you can fill your cup up twice with two waters. And the second one, I'm going to give you for 50% off. Damn it. Yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. Okay. So there's your checkout. Now for the people who don't, who don't buy, then they start a whole email sequence, right? Starting with a replay, starting with emails, telling them how their product's so great, why their product's great, why their product's great for them. All right. So we've talked about the product. We've talked about the funnel. I'd love to talk to you about the email sequencing, but that is just, that's all another topic. I'll do that later. And then what's the third part? The third part are the ads. The ads are the third part. Now, up to, the, up to this point, you could have a great product and a great funnel. And with a great product and a great funnel, you can get sales. You don't have to spend a dime in advertising. You can go out and pound the pavement as, as it were and start hitting up Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, Instagram groups, any forums, you can use your own social media. You can hit up your friends. You can get your friends to tell their friends and you can generate organic traffic. You can do LinkedIn, LinkedIn posts, everything. Okay. So you just smash the social media. And if your product is good and if your funnel is good, then you will get sales. Now, if you have a bad product, that's going to be a problem. And if you have a bad funnel, that's going to be a product problem. But when everything is going good, when everything looks good, ads are the way to go. Now, I know a lot of you don't have that capital that you think you need, but it really doesn't work like that. You know, when I get Adidas or Sephora, or Revlon, Porsche, I'll get these guys, they'll give me 50, 60, 70, $100,000 to advertise, maybe for an event or maybe for a product or maybe for a launch. We will still we will still only spend 20 or $30 for three or four days on testing to see how it looks. Now I'm telling you, I know there's other people out there, other agencies out there who disagree with that. 
We recently just had one agency and they spend a hundred dollars a day for seven days minimum. Uh-uh, I don't do that. I don't believe in that. And you're never going to convince me otherwise because what we do works. And we do hundreds and hundreds of ads every year. You do not need to spend big money in testing. So you can test for two, 300 bucks because was, and I'm talking specifically now, I'm sorry, I should have probably clarified this. I'm talking specifically now with Google and YouTube. We'll talk about Facebook. I'm not going to really say Facebook's much different. I wouldn't probably wouldn't do much different with Facebook anyways. But when I'm telling you the other marketing and she's are wrong, I'm, I'm talking specifically on the Google side of it. And I say it's wrong because we've done it over and over and over and over again. It doesn't fail because it's very scalable. YouTube is very, very scalable. What works at $100 will work at $100 a day. will work at $1,000 a day. Facebook's a little different. Their, their scalability does change. YouTube changes too, but not to you start getting to like crazy numbers, $10,000 a day, $5,000 a day. And even then, if you ramp it up um, slowly, you'll be fine. I can't remember the exact percentage. I would have to ask one of the media buyers in the office, but I think you can't go more than 25% a day without going back into the bidding strategy. But anyways, we're getting deep down the rabbit hole here and that's not where I want to go. I want to just talk about the ads in general. The fastest way to scale up your business, the fastest way to get sales is ads. Organic traffic is brutal. It is a hard, hard way to get business, especially when you're starting out. If you have no customers, if you have no word of mouth, if you have no brand recognition, it is very, 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 very difficult. And quite frankly, very demotivating. We laugh about the podcast all the time. I don't know. We've only been doing it for like three weeks and we laugh that there's nobody listening. But the real stats are most people don't do more than four podcasts before they, you know, throw the towel and never do it again. Most people take months just to get 30 to 40 listeners or downloads, I should say. I mean, go look at the stats, Google the stats on how many listeners will I get in the first three months of my podcast. And you'll see it's always under like 30, 40. So organic traffic is very slow, takes a long, long time. And most people will give up. Uh, far before then, just because they can't afford to do it. But advertising through Google, advertising through YouTube, and in some cases, Facebook, but unless you have a big budget, you don't need to go anywhere other than YouTube. YouTube's still that big, huge, massive blue ocean that's going to give you lead after lead after lead after billions and, not billions and billions, a billion hours a day watched on YouTube. That's absolutely insane. It is absolutely insane. So why do you need to go anywhere else? You don't. You honestly really don't. And I say this all the time. On some months, we're spending a million dollars of advertising. Now, that's not for us. That's for all our clients, okay? And Max 137 on the agency side. We have a million dollars of client money that is entrusted to us to spend on ads. And I will put it on YouTube. The majority of it, 80% of it goes to YouTube. Sometimes they want to do TikTok campaigns specifically. And a lot of times they come in and they don't really have great knowledge. Even big companies don't really have great knowledge in the marketing department. So, so, okay, we need to go on Facebook. I'm like, okay, what's your objective? Okay, well, our objective is to get lots of people at the event. Okay, we're not using Facebook. So, I mean, or in some cases we do, we do use Facebook for specific things, but for the most part, mm, you just need to put your money in one place because you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars a day you don't even have a thousand dollars a day, most likely to spend 
on ads. We always say you need to spend about a thousand a month. That's probably where you want to start. And how I like doing it is this. If you do everything right, if everything's set up properly and you've tested properly, you spend $1,000 the first month. From that 1,000, you should make three to 5,000. Generally your ROAS, return on advertising spend, ROAS, generally your ROAS is gonna be three to 5% on YouTube. If you're not at least getting three, you've done something wrong. So now you take $1,000, put it into your YouTube ads, you get $3,000 in sales, we'll just take the low end, that's a net profit of $2,000. Now I know you're gonna to wanna to spend that, you're gonna to wanna to cover some costs, you're gonna to wanna have a little bit of money in your pocket, but don't do that. Take that $2,000 and put it into next month's ad spend. And now you're gonna get a three times ROAS again, and 2,000 times three, 6,000. So now you're gonna make $6,000. $6,000 in a $2,000 ad spend. That's a net of $4,000. Now this is month two, so you're gonna to wanna to take that money and put it in your pocket. Mm, you can't yet. Maybe you need a thousand bucks. Okay, let's take a thousand bucks. So you spent $2,000 in ads, you made 6,000 bucks, you've netted four, and you're gonna take one out for your pocket, so that's $3,000 left over in profit. You're gonna take that $3,000 on month three, and you're gonna put the $3,000 in an ad spend, and guess what you're going to do? You're going to make $15,000, right? Okay. You want to go to the low end? No problem. Let's not do five times. Let's do three times. You're going to make 9,000. 9,000 minus three, six, that's $6,000 net profit. You're going to take out maybe a thousand bucks again. Now you got $5,000. You're going to put it in again. You're going to get a three times. That's 15,000. There's your 15,000 bucks minus your ad spend. Okay. You guys, you see where I'm going on this? And really, and this is why we say in our YouTube course, learn how to make 30 to 50,000 in the next 30 to 60 days. The reason why we're saying 30 to 60 days is because the difference between spending a minimum of $1,000 in your ads, or some people come to us, they can start with 3,000, maybe even four or 5,000. But if you keep putting your profit back into your ad spend, you'll have exponential growth that will be bringing you in huge dollars very quickly. And so forget about organic traffic. You can do that later. Look at YouTube channel. Fantastic. But guess what? It's a whole nother job for us. We don't do anything organic at all. I don't do any Instagram. I don't do any YouTube. We do nothing. Why? Because the information that we give away, we only want to give it away to a very targeted group. And that is the people who opted into our database. I've paid for the leads. That's you, right? I've paid to get you into my system and I want to give you that's targeted clients free info with the hopes that maybe one day you will buy something. And if you don't just enjoy the free content, but when you're on YouTube, it's basically a clown show. You get people that are couldn't care less, you get people making stupid comments. The pool of selected people is that that's interested that are really your clients is very small and to build it up to a million views, 2 million views, you know, hundred thousand clients, it actually is a whole nother job altogether. And we do that all the time, both on the 595 mentor side and on the agency side, we create brand identities. We set up social media and the people who do it, I think they're shocked. They're literally shocked to realize having a full media suite 
with the intention of generating millions and millions of views is incredibly hard work and it is a lot of hours. I think everybody thinks you're going to be Mr. Beast, right? So Mr. Beast, I think, what did he make? 30 or $40 million last year, maybe even more, his highest paid YouTuber. And if you listen to his interview with him on Joe Rogan, like he literally is 24 seven on his channel. So imagine that, by the way, that is his business. I mean, if you're making 30 or 40 million, that's plenty of money. So that is his business. But can you imagine trying to run your whole social media and your business and trying to get social media as a way to get leads into your business? Very difficult because it's very time consuming. It's a lot of work. You got to edit your videos. Thumbnails, very important to pick the right thumbnails. Instagram, very important to have great, great, great photos. And most of all, you have to have that consistency. And that's very difficult, right? People fade off. It's a lot of work. Even right now, like I said, this podcast, it's like 10 o'clock at night right now. I was up at four o'clock in the morning. It's a lot of work, but I have to do the podcast. This is my deadline. I have to give it to the editors tomorrow. I have to cut out the parts, you know, the pauses or the, you know, parts where I popped, popped. So it's not hard on your ears. You've got to fix it. You've got to maybe normalize the audio and things like that. So who's going to do all that? If you have a YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all these things. Now, all these things I recommend as you grow can have staff doing it, but bar none, paid advertising will get you there very fast, especially YouTube. Three to four months, you could be generating 30 to 50,000 bucks, no problem. So that's it, man. So there's your funnel. Your funnel is, of course, that we went over today, your product. Your funnel, what the heck did I just say? See, you can tell it's getting 10 o'clock at night. I said, there you go. There are the three elements of how to make money online. And that is your product, your funnel, and your ads. Now, the workshop, I mean, it's going to be good. The workshop's going to be really good. I'm going to give away a lot. And I'm going to go over each one of them again. But this time, I'm going to show you samples and examples. And it's all video. So, uh, like I said, watch your email. Check your email. It's going to be coming out probably today to sign up for the workshop. And then I think, I wonder if we should have questions and answers for the workshop. That'd be kind of cool, right? You guys could ask me questions and answers if you want. Okay, well, I'll figure that out. But watch for your email. I don't know if it's already gone out. You know, I don't do the emails. The girls do the emails and they do a great job. But uh, either check your, you know, your box now or check it later today and sign up for that workshop. And I'm going to show you how to pick product. I'm going to show you how to create a funnel. And I'm going to show you great ways uh, to do ads. I'm not going to actually show you how to do the ad because it's take forever, but I'm going to talk about the basic elements of a really good ad, good YouTube ad, what you want to say, how long it want, how long, you, how long it should be. I'm going to talk a little bit about Facebook ad, LinkedIn ads as well, but I really want, it's going to be much more visual. All right, guys, that's it. It's time for me to call it a day. The sun has set. I've been up for so many hours. I can't even count. It's like, what is it? 18 hours. So four to four is 12 and five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. That's 12 and six. Now 12 and six would be 73. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. 12 and six, 12 and six, six plus two. 12 and 6, 6, 6. I mean, I'm just too tired to do math. No, I'm just kidding. I've been working for 18 hours. It's a long day. And it is time for me to call it a day to leave the studio, to go home, go to sleep, 
I think I'll sleep until 6 a.m. tomorrow and start all over again. And hopefully we will make sure that you get in the workshop, learn a bunch of stuff, make a bunch of money, and you too can stay up 18 hours a day working and having almost no life being rich. Now, I'm just kidding. You know, the one thing money does give you, people say money doesn't buy happiness. Uh, yeah, it sort of does, to be honest with you. It takes away a lot of problems that you have when you don't have money. And that sucks to have the stress of not being able to pay bills or the stress of not being able to buy things that you like. It does make you happy. There's no doubt about that. But don't have any illusion. It's hard to get wealthy. You have to work very, very hard. You have to sacrifice a lot. And once you have the money, I think it's even harder to keep it, right? And you can, it's like riding a bike uphill. You can ride that bike fast. You can ride that bike slow. But the second you stop pedaling, you start going backwards. So there you have it, guys. I hope you have a great day or a great evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, don't forget, sign up, check your email, sign up for the workshop. Read the blog if you want a really quick summary. If you want a really quick summary of what we talked about, jump on the blog. And uh, we shall talk to you later. I'm super happy and excited that you're listening to this podcast. Wait, this is 57 minutes. Is anybody actually still listening? Or did you guys all tune out? Did anybody actually fall asleep? One day I'm going to take callers. I'm going to find out if you guys are like actually listening or you fell asleep. All right, guys, speaking of sleeping, I'm out of here. Have a great day and we will talk to you later. Thank you.